my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How is everyone doing this fine sunny day? I hope that it's sunny wherever you're at. I am so excited. I have the week off to just hang out, do some podcasting, getting all geared up before I go on my trip in a couple weeks. I'm just... I'm really excited. So I'm kind of breaking from the norm here. This week, later this week, I'll be doing Full House Season 6, Episode 23, and Episode 24, The House Meets the Mouse, for the Summer Fun Full House Edition, which I've been working on. I started that on June 21st. But today, I am going to be covering a special episode from Full House. It's from season six. It's episode 14, Birthday Blues. This episode aired on January 19th, 1993. And I'm covering this episode because a cast member of Full House is celebrating a birthday on July 3rd, Andrea Barber. And I thought, you know what? Why not do an episode in honor of her birthday? Now, I know there's Tanner versus Gibbler. However, that is going to be the beginning of the Jesse and Becky arc, which will start in January. And that will go through into February, along with all the Valentine's Day episodes of Full House will also be in, in February. So I'm going to read the description here. DJ is planning... She and Steve's six-month anniversary and is horrified to learn she's forgotten Kimmy's 16th birthday is on the same day. Frantically, she scrambles to get the family together to throw a last-minute party for Kimmy. Because you know last-minute things never work out. They never work out. And even if they do work out, I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation, right? I mean, if you can throw a last-minute thing together and have it be a banging thing... Good on you. Good on you. This episode's got a 7.6 rating out of 10 on IMDb out of 139 ratings. This episode was directed by John Tracy, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Mark Finn, who's a writer on Full House. I'm going to do trivia first since last time I totally forgot the trivia, but I'm doing trivia first. Okay. This episode aired on Jody Sweeten's 11th birthday. See, Jodie Sweden was also born in 82 like me, but she's like eight years, or eight years, eight months older than I am. Seven, eight. Yeah, so. Kimmy's parents wanted to fly her to Pittsburgh for WrestleMania. Oh, I cannot. V and I, what is that? Roman numeral wise. I can't tell. I don't know my Roman, Roman numerals. <clears throat> So I wanted to fly her to WrestleMania something or other for her 16th birthday. Not only WrestleMania blank something was in Toronto. It was in Toronto, Canada. But this makes her birthday April 1st, 
1990. Okay, let me look this up with the Roman numeral thing. This is going to bug me if I don't. This says VI is 6. So V is 5 and then, of course, the 1. Okay. See, I don't know my Roman numerals. I, I mean, I'm sure there are many out there that do know them. Good on you. That's great. If I ever have a question, I'll go to you or the internet. So that's it for the trivia. Just a few things there. We got some connections. Oh, WrestleMania 6. Kimmy Gibbler mentions this television show by name. Yes, she does. All right. User reviews. 7 out of 10. The best of friends. Now, how many TV friends can endure like DJ and Kimmy? Not very many. Here's the strongest example of the bond these two have. This episode takes a look at such wonderful girlfriends. Kimmy's turning 16. Unfortunately, it falls on the same day as DJ's anniversary with Steve. Realizing her omission, she makes her family throw together a last-minute birthday party for Kimmy. Steve, of course, spills it. Steve! Why, Steve? Why? Of course, DJ didn't have to throw Kimmy a birthday bash, but ever since she started dating Steve, Kimmy has been fading out. You mean feeling left out? Yes. The sadness of it all is present throughout the episode. This is why I'm only rating this a 7. This person rated it a 10 out of 10. The one with the anniversary and the birthday. This one is from July 9th, 2015. The first one was from actually this year, March 23rd, 2019. All right. Okay, I think Quinn might be drinking water. I can hear her ID tag clinking against the ceramic dish. For any of you cat owners out there, um, do you have a cat that likes to, like, dip their paw in their water dish and just lick from their paw? Because Quinn does that quite a bit. It's just, it's cute. <laughs> so this person uh, gave it a 10 out of 10. They say, I really like this episode. It's so funny. I think the situation is very real, and I'm glad they made an episode about mixed conflicts. In this episode, DJ is planning a huge thing for her and Steve's six-month anniversary, but then realizes because she completely forgot that the best friend Kimmy Gibbler's 16th birthday is on the exact same day. How could she not realize? So, of course, she scrambles around in panic. Trying to figure out... Sorry, guys, it's like quarter to ten right now, and I, like, got up just before nine o'clock. I normally sleep until 10.30, but... Sun woke me up this morning. All right. Trying to figure out what to do. In the end, she tries to make Kimmy a birthday. She never forget, which she never will. Because not, but not because it was so fantastic. Fantastic. Because her best friend forgot her birthday, it's 16 candles all over again. <laughs> Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10, which in my rating book is Frinking Redonkulous. By Taylor Taylor Kingston. I think he's done that in another another review. Cool. All right, it's Kimmy Geibler's B Day. This is from 2006, June 5th. It's a busy night at the Tanner household. Jesse is watching the kids, but has told Michelle that he would help her with her project. Steph and Joey have plans to go to the movies. Vicky and Danny are going for a helicopter tour of San Francisco. While well, Steve and DJ are having their six-month anniversary, however, they all forgot one thing. It's Kimmy Gibbler's 16th birthday. Well, really, DJ's the one that forgot. No one else really, sadly, no one cares about that it's Kimmy's birthday or even if she has a birthday, which is sad. 
but them's the breaks. And she turned down a trip to WrestleMania 6, where she says it's in Pittsburgh instead of Toronto. Now the entire house has to help DJ plan a last-minute party on a Saturday night until Kimmy figures out what is going on. This episode includes the entire extended expanded family. We got some goofs here real quick. Kimmy says her parents were going to send her to watch WrestleMania 6. However, the year is 93. WrestleMania 9 was in 93, whereas WrestleMania 6 was in 1990. On Design Mothers, or they probably mean Designing Mothers, Stephanie and Michelle's got a new room decorated by Vicky's mother, but on the teaser of Birthday Blues, Michelle and Twins were in the old room. I'll look for that. Um, maybe they shot them out of order. Or they aired them out of order, possibly. A lot of these all have to do with the fact of the room being different. Let me look at the... Okay, so we have... Where is it? Designing Mothers is episode 11 of season 6. Birthday Blues is season 6, episode 14. So that is something we'll definitely keep an eyeball out for. And I'm surprised that DJ didn't have, like, Kimmy's birthday written on a calendar somewhere. But Danny does bring up a point with DJ. Now that she's been dating Steve, he says, You've been dating Steve for six months, but you've been friends with Kimmy for six years. I mean, she could have just as easily written it on a calendar. She, like I said, she even threw a birthday party for Kimmy back in season two. See, this is what happens when you throw friends' birthday parties, uh, DJ. They they eventually begin to expect it. Granted, Kimmy threw herself a birthday party for um, the Shape Up episode. She had a hotel pool party. Her brother, older brother Garth worked as a bellhop. Her older brother Garth has gotten around with different jobs. Like, oh, he's in Vegas, or he's working as a bellhop at this hotel, or he's doing this, and blah, blah, blah. So before I officially get into the episode, I'd like to let you know if you're a new listener. First of all, thank you for jumping on board the Tanner train as we go through all different sorts of episodes. There is no, well, I got my themes going on and everything like that, but we're not going in in any type of straight through. That is not, this podcast is not like those other Full House podcasts in that way. I'll try not to yawn very much. Actually, I paused it while I was yawning and I um, had a little sip of my pop here. Um, you can go to Facebook at Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. You can go to Instagram. Instagram at OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. On Twitter, it's OMHC Full House slash Fuller House Podcast. Also, if you would like to reach out and email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just go to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I just watched the new Jumanji trailer. That The movie's supposed to come out in December, so I think it looks good. We got some different people playing. Um, They got the same roles with uh, Chris Rock. Or, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin Hart. I'm sorry. Kevin Hart and, of course, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then um, Jack Black. And then I think there is... 
the one girl, uh, the redhead. I can't think of her name at the moment. And then we get a couple new players. We get Danny DeVito and... It's called Jumanji the Next Level. Let's see. So we got um, the same girls coming back along with the other guy. But we also get Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. We also get the return of Nick Jonas in the game. And Colin Hanks makes a reappearance. So that's pretty awesome. I'm really looking forward to the movie. I think the trailer looked cool. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Go out and watch the trailer if you're a big Jumanji fan. I saw the original Jumanji in the theater back in 1995 with my dad. That was actually the first movie I believe he and I ever saw in the theater together. And then when Titanic came out, we started this little ritual that went on for quite a while. Started January 1st of 1998. We saw Titanic in the theater and every year on... New Year's Day, we would go out to see a movie. So, it was just a fun tradition. I really, really, I loved it. Alright, let's waste no time. Let's jump into this episode. I've seen, guys, I have seen every episode of Full House a gazillion times. I could probably quote the whole thing for you, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I am getting up, I am getting ready for um, season three of... Stranger Things, which comes out on Thursday, so I'm really excited for that. Also, I want to start recommending the Full House podcasts on there, on um, the podcast for you, so you guys have uh, a whole bunch of different options when it comes to Full House podcasts. Of course, the How Rude Full House podcast, hosted by John Pernasek and Brandon Shockney. They've covered all the episodes. They've done special episodes on some movies that have the Full House stars in them, like um, Beastly, and they've even played the Olsen Twin video game. And it's just, they actually are the ones... That got me into podcasting to begin with. And I I still, even though I've listened, listened to their, all the episodes, I just, I can't get enough. I listen to it a bit, probably as much as I've l watched Full House. Also, another one, The House Must Be Full. They are kind of doing the same thing as me. They're kind of not going in order of the episodes. They are just doing sporadic episodes here and there of on different things. Another one is why Full House is the greatest show of all time. And just so you know, these three podcasts are rated explicit. So just be aware if you have the kiddos around just to keep the podcast on the DL. Or, uh, I mean, otherwise, I mean, it's not a huge, huge deal, but uh, especially the How Rude one. Um, yeah, they get into some territory I don't think you want your kids listening to. But all right, the cold open... The goofs are correct, guys. We got the old, the shapes wallpaper here. And am I right in believing that this is the last time we see Michelle's pencil bed? So it's morning time. The girls are sleeping. And of course, the Nikki and Alex are going to come in and wake her up. Becky is waking her up and she's got the twins as the alarm clock. Sorry. So she's like, come on, you're going to be late for school. I'm not going to tell you again. 
Apparently she was up there earlier. Michelle just fell asleep. She was like, oh, Michelle, you only got like a few minutes left before you're... How did the girls not... I mean, Stephanie must already be up then. And Michelle's like, oh, she's stretching. Oh, I'm still sleeping. Like, I know you're sleeping, but you need to get your butt up and get dressed and get ready to go to school. Michelle, seriously, you have it lucky. Your school probably starts at 9 a.m. I had to get up at 6.25 in the morning. No, 6.20 in the morning to get on my bus at 6.55. Yeah. And my school day, and this is high school, of course. Junior high and high school, mm, I had to get up at 6.20 because my bus would come at 6.55. In high school, I think the day started at, like, 7.55. I think elementary school did start around 9 o'clock in the morning. But in third grade, I actually had to get myself up, get ready in the morning because my dad was already at work and my sister had already left because she was in high school at that point. So I just have to get myself dressed and then go over, you know, across the street to the neighbor. We lived in the country, so I'd just hang out there and, like, watch some of a movie until my bus came. I'm going to play this. This is so adorable and cute. I like how they're, it always used to be Michelle bits and everything, and it still is, but now they're incorporating the twins and everything, and it's just, it's adorable. Hey, Michelle, come on, you're going to be late for school. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm too sleepy. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to call in the big guns. Go get her, boys! Go find Michelle! Tell her she's gonna be late for school! Oh no! Get her, get her, get her, get her, get her! Come on, get her! Michelle! Go away! Can a girl get some rest? <laughs> okay, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up! I gotta get alarm clock. <laughs> So do they have one of the Olsen twins or both of them ADRing their lines? Because when she puts the covers back over her head, you can still hear her clear as day. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, oh, can a girl get some rest and this and that? It's like, sweetie, you got to get up and go to school. I'm surprised your dad didn't come in there or Joey or someone else and say, get your butt up and get ready for school. You need to, like, go to bed at, like, 7.30 if you're not getting enough sleep. But then again, guys, I'm not a morning person either. I never have been. I don't know. I think there's a less percent, a small percent of people that actually like to get up in the morning. And by like, I mean they actually enjoy getting up. Not, I have to get up because my kids are up or I gotta get up to get to my job. They just, they're a morning person. So, yeah, Becky has uh, Nikki and Alex come in there and climb on the bed and jump on Michelle's body and bounce on her to get her to, to wake up and everything. And then she's a little irritated, but she kind of just laughs it off like, all right, all right, I'm up, I'm up, I gotta get an alarm clock. And she tells us the audience. So, we come out of the intro, we're in the kitchen, we got the little table and chairs there, and Jesse is with his boys, and they're playing with Play-Doh. Does anyone like the smell of Play-Doh, that salty smell? I wonder if they've changed the recipe of Play-Doh since I used to use it. They probably have. So Jesse has made a, a little 
Play-Doh animal. And the little boys are like, a cow, it's a cow. He's like, no, no, boys, boys, no. See, it's a dog. It's a German Shepherd. It just looks like an animal. It doesn't really have any real defined features. I mean, the ears aren't, like, poking out straight and everything. And Jesse keeps up with this. Woof, 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 woof. And the boy's like, moo, moo. And he finally gives it a look fine. It's a cow. But he also is like, no, it's a dog. It only has one stomach. He's getting so irritated. Like, no, it's a dog, I said. It's not a cow. Like, chill. They're just learning how to talk. And you're shooting them down. It's fine to correct them, but the fact that you're getting so worked up over it, it's like, they're two. They don't know the difference between a dog and a cow. I mean, if you bring in Comet and then pull a cow in from a farm, I don't even think they, it's, they probably, I don't know. All right, see what daddy made you? A little doggy. See that guy? Cow. So this episode's got a lot going on. A lot of different plots. Plot A is going to be Kimmy's birthday. Plot B is going to be Steve and DJ's six-month anniversary. We got plot... C being Michelle's popstick house, and D being Danny and Vicky going on a helicopter ride of thing, tour of San Francisco. Also, we have A, B, C, D, E, if you want to count, you know, Joey and Stephanie's supposed not going to happen drive-in movie. Which, none of these things are going to happen except for Kimmy's birthday. So, Michelle comes in carrying a small cardboard box. You know the kind that you would see, like, individual cans of pop in? Look at the store and everything. And she's, like, looking at Jesse's... She calls it a cow. She's like, nice cow. He's like, oh, fine, it's a cow. And she kind of shames him, like, oh, I see you're busy with Nikki and Alex. Well, I thought you were going to help me with my popstick house project. You're not? Okay, I'll just go over here and sulk and then... It's just, come on, Michelle. He's got kids now. I know you were his number one for four years. But... He's got his kids. He's got. He's hanging out with his boys. And Jesse feels bad. He's apologizing. Like, well, I'm sorry, Michelle. Ever since Nikki and Alex came along, and we really haven't had any, you know, one-on-one time. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't want to mention it. It's like, I get that they have a special relationship. And it's hard for her to um, think of the fact that she's been usurped by the little blonde boy twins. But that's life. It sucks, but... And he's like, oh, what's up, Michelle? And she's like, oh, nothing. You're busy playing with Nikki and Alex. It's like... Well, they are his children, sweetie. But here the audience go, aww. And Jesse gets up right immediately feeling bad. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. And he's like, well, I'm never too busy for you, Michelle. And she's like, oh, well, then can you help me with my popstick house? It's my project for the honeybees. 
And he's like, oh, well, right now I'm kind of busy with it. She's, oh, yeah, you're busy. And she starts walking towards the stairs. It's like, Michelle, stop with the manipulation. It's not cute. Grabs her and puts her on his lap and says, hey, look, pal, I'm sorry since Nikki and Alex were born. We haven't had a time to really hang out. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't want to mention it. And one of the twins like, Daddy! And then Jesse's like, all right, son, I'll be right there. Of course, Michelle gets off Jesse's lap. She's like, well, it was nice talking to you. Bye. And he, Jesse's even saying, you know, with our busy schedules, we keep missing each other. Like, hey, how about this? This week, I later this week, I will help you build this popstick house. Like, yeah, so, I mean, Becky could probably hang out with the twins or something, and Jesse could, you know, help Michelle up. But then again, Michelle needs to realize, and she probably does, that Jesse has responsibilities now. Sweetie, you have how many other adults in that house to help you out? I know Jess is your fave, and I get it. He's everyone's favorite, but, you know, he's got his boys. He, they got to come first sometimes. You need to be able to realize that. Oh, and he says, uh... Tonight, we're going to sit down and we're going to work on this with no interruptions. So now we head to the living room and Danny's coming down for his date with Vicky. And he's asking Joey, who's sitting on the couch, like, hey, how do I look? Joey stands up and kind of, like, looks him over like, hmm, well, something's crooked. Either it's your tie or it's your body. So I'm going to play this clip as Stephanie comes in with a large bowl of cheese balls and a cup of Shasta Pop. Or not a cup, um, a bottle, a can, oh goodness. <laughs> and he, Danny's kind of asking what her plans are and Stephanie really doesn't have any plans. And she says, well, to start off, I thought I'd, yeah, I'm going to just play this clip. Hi guys. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. So what are your plans for tonight? Oh, big night. I thought I'd do nothing for a while, finish off with a little dullness, and then bore myself to sleep. Well, don't forget the floss. Come on, Steph, what gives? Dad, I'm 10 years old. I thought I'd have a life by now. You know, Steph, it's too bad you're not my age. I can do pretty much absolutely anything I want anytime I want to. No date tonight, huh? Zipola. Hey, Steph, what do you say we round up everyone who's free and go see a drive-in movie? Yes, I have plans. <laughs> Tell you, I love the drive-in. You can bring your own snack food. Hey, do I have time to whip up a quick meatloaf? I love some of the lines they give to Stephanie are just so, like, they're so golden and great with the sarcasm. I love it. So she pretty much says, I'm going to start off with a little dullness, then I'll go and bore upstairs, stare at the ceiling, and bore myself to sleep or something. And Danny kind of notices, like, hey, Steph, what's up? What's going on? And she's like, Dad, I'm 10. I thought I'd have a life by now. And the thing that's sad about Stephanie, I mean, DJ's got one friend, really. She claims she has others, but it's really just Kimmy. Poor Stephanie, after Harry... She, and until we get to Gia, there's a good amount of time where Stephanie really does not have a best friend. Or not even so much just a best friend as just a friend to hang out with. We see a girl in, um, 
I believe it's driving Miss DJ, a girl named Rita, who she hangs out with for a day. Uh, the two Jennifers come around when Stephanie wants to pierce her ears. But it's just no one really to hang with. What happened to Harry? Did he move? Or did they just kind of like... I th- honestly think after that episode, um, Nerd for a Day, I really think... Because it seemed at that point, they had had a falling out. Because Harry's like, oh, you dumped me for Duckface? He's like, oh, call him Duckface or I'll walk out of your life for good. Like, what happened to you, Harry? Why are you so angry? Stephanie, what happened? I want to know that history. Granted, he comes back in Fuller House to say he's getting actually, actually getting married because they had gotten married when they were kids. But, and he's played by a different actor. But, um, I guess it's all water under, under the bridge when he comes back as an adult. But still, it's just, it's sad. I mean, DJ's got Kimmy. Michelle's got a slew of friends, you know, between Teddy, occasionally maybe Aaron, you got Denise, and then you'll also have Derek and Lisa down the road. But poor Stephanie, it's like, they didn't pair her up with a chump for until, like, Season 6, right, is the Fast Friends episode, I believe. And it's just... Wait, is it? No, it's Season 7. Wait. Okay, so Fast Friends is Season 7, Episode 5, which I will get to in September when I do the Back to School. A lot, at least 5 or 6 episodes coming for that, so... Alright. So, Joey and Stephanie concoct a plan... Because he's like, oh, Stephanie, too bad you're not my age. I can do pretty much anything I want, whenever I want. And Stephanie just kind of side-eyes him, like, really? You got no plans either, huh? No date tonight? And he's like, nope, zip, hola. So he suggests that they go to round up whoever's free. Let's go see a drive-in movie. He's like, I love the drive-in. You can bring in whatever snacks you want. And he looks at his watch like, hmm, do I have time to whip up a quick meatloaf? See, this is back in the day that, I mean, this is 93, so clearly you would have to check the newspaper for times. Was movie phone around in 93? I'm sure it must have been, right? That you just call the theater, you know, select which theater or drive-in you want to go to. Which, there are not that many drive-ins around. Um, I do have one here that, um is in the city that I live in, but I've only been once. And the thing is, it was summertime, the movie doesn't start till, like, dusk, and at this time, it's, like, going on 10 o'clock, and I was gonna see Inception. I watched some of it, and finally, I'm like, I can't, this is gonna go on till, like, 2 in the morning, because that movie is a long movie. But it's just, like, ugh. And I haven't been back to a drive-in since. So, Kimmy comes in with the first of one of my favorite outfits. It's just a simple shirt with multicolors, because you know that Kimmy is all about the bright colors. It's like little um, Tetris blocks. Red, black, blue, yellow. Just a hodgepodge. Beautiful, beautiful. And I love the the head the blue headband how it goes with um the blue blocks on her shirt. 
this is a running theme here. We know Kimmy doesn't knock. She never has. And we always get someone always asking, don't you ever knock? As Stephanie states here. As Kimmy's like, well, I used to, but no one ever let me in. Well, she must have knocked on the door when she wasn't in the episode because I don't remember her ever knocking on the door. I think her earrings are yellow, so those match her shirt too. I love one of her many nicknames for Danny. One is T-Bone. One is Mr. T. Um, she's got a whole bunch of them. And she says, hey, I like your tie. And he's like, you like my tie? Oh my god, I gotta go change. Gotta change my, my tie. So Danny goes upstairs to change his tie and Kimmy sits down next to Stephanie and takes the bowl of what looks like Cheetos. So I'm going to play this clip as she lets Stephanie know that it's her birthday and she's trying to get out of Stephanie. Like she knows DJ's got something planned for 16, uh, Kimmy's big 16th birthday. Where's DJ? She's up in her room. She's been getting dressed forever. And I know why. She's getting ready for the big surprise. Surprise? You're yeah, right. Like you don't know it's my birthday. I'm 16 today. And what would that be in human years? <laughs> Come on, admit it. DJ's got to be planning something really big for my birthday. So spill it, Torpozoid. Kimmy, I don't know a thing. And believe me, if there was a surprise, I'd love to ruin it for you. Fine, I'll go along. I'll just pretend I don't know a thing. That'll be easy. <laughs> so Kimmy is under the impression, because Stephanie lets it be known that DJ has been getting ready for, like, since the crack of dawn this morning. And... Kimmy's like, well, I bet I know why. She's getting ready for the big surprise. And Stephanie's like, what big surprise? And Kimmy tells her, come on. I know you know it's my birthday today. I'm turning 16. 16 is a month. In a girl's life, maybe in a guy's, but maybe more in a girl's life. 16 is that pivotal. That's probably why they call it the sweet 16. You know, girls got a driver's license. She's two years away from, you know, graduating high school, two years away from her life really beginning, starting college and all that stuff. It's just a big pivotal time in a girl's life when in a way she really truly feels like she's becoming a woman. You know, 13's um, another big year. You're officially a teenager. 10, you finally hit double digits. 18, you're considered a legal adult. 21, you are a full-fledged adult. Where you can drink if you want to. You can get into casinos and gamble. And all that fun stuff. So it's just these pivotal, momentous, you know, mile markers or milestones of your life. For my 16th birthday, it was cool. Um, I had my license. I'm confused on my own history. Maybe I had my permit or something at the time because I was taking Dad's car up to the farm and I don't know why my family, you know, a lot of my family had come over to celebrate uh, my birthday and we went up to the farm and then we went back to my house and at one point my grandma was like, well, we're all here, why don't we just have it here? But we end up going back to, um, back to my house 
And it was good. My sister brought in a cake, and she sang have, uh, uh, the six, 16th birthday song. 16 Candles! That's the song, yes. So that was in 1998. No, May of 99, I would have taken my driver's test and got my driver's license. That I remember. Because <laughs> I will talk about this on the Driving Miss Daisy episode. I will talk about that. Um, little uh, mishap the first week I got my driver's license. So Stephanie says, well, believe me, if I knew what DJ was hiding, if it was a surprise party, I would love to ruin it for you. So she goes off probably to tell DJ, um, you know, Kimmy's expecting this big, but before she can even say anything, Kimmy walks into the room. Danny comes down, he's got a new tie on, the doorbell rings, it's Vicky. Meanwhile, the whole time, this, uh, at the, on the front steps in the doorway there between, uh, Danny and Vicky, Kimmy's just chilling on the couch, still with that bowl of, um, Cheetos. And, you know, they haven't seen each other in probably, what, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month. She lives in Chicago. They don't get a lot of lip time together. D- together, and they're kissing. Mind you, it's a it's TV. It's gonna be a closed mouth kiss. But the way that Kimmy's like, "Hey, horn dogs, get a room," and the Danny and Vicky break from the kiss, and Vicky kind of looks at her like, "Who are you? And why are she knows Kimmy?" But it's like, "Who are you? And why are you here?" <laughs> And Danny just turns and looks at Kimmy like, I think you're taking that welcome mat a little too seriously. Like, I don't mind you coming into my house and all that. I mean, I kind of mind, but I've dealt with it over the years. But please don't insult my girlfriend and I if we're kissing. I mean, seriously, it's like you can sit there and hang out, but don't be, uh, you know, criticizing this. But that's just the Kimmy way. That's what she does, right? She's got an opinion about everything. I do not like Danny's tie. It's blue. It's got some weird flower-ish type. Th- I'm just not digging it. Honestly, I kind of like the other tie better. See what happens when you listen to Kimmy, Danny? You, you wear an ugly tie. So Danny shuts the door and Vicky kind of... Goes down the steps like, all right, well, what's on the agenda for tonight? Are we going to have an 8 o'clock dinner and a 10 o'clock movie? 8 o'clock dinner? That is late. 7 o'clock for me and dinner is late. We usually have dinner probably about 5, 5.30. Sometimes you stretch it out to 6. But, um, yeah, I mean, being that Jeremy's a diabetic, it's like you got to kind of stick to a schedule of dinner time and 7 o'clock dinner is not a go. Eight o'clock dinner is not a go. But Danny's like, oh, no, 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 no. That was the old Danny. And he wants to be impetuous. He wants to kind of shake things up, do things a little differently. He's like, that was the old predictable Danny. So he's like, ah, this is the new impetuous Danny. And Vicky's like digging it. Like, I like this. Because you gotta shake things up once in a while in a relationship. You can't always be so predictable that your date or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever knows what you're gonna do down to the minute. That's what keeps it exciting. You're being unpredictable in a reasonable manner. Not saying, hey, I just got us tickets to go skydiving. Like, no, 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 no. A helicopter tour over San Francisco. That sounds pretty cool. 
So I'm kind of looking up here, uh, San Francisco tour, San Francisco Vista helicopter tour. It's got 90 reviews and it's got five stars. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I just, let's see what we got here. Oh, we got a couple things. We got 10 a.m. Fisherman's Wharf pickup, $410. That's for two adults. Let's see. We have 12.30 Fisherman. Oh, uh, 10 a.m. Union Square pickup. 12.30 Fisherman's Wharf. So a lot of different things. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Take to the sky and soar over San Francisco on an exhilarating helicopter tour. During the 15 to 20 minute flight, get an unbeatable perspective of iconic attractions like Alcatraz, the Bay Bridge, the Ferry Building, the city's famous hills, and the San Francisco Bay. During suitable weather conditions, experience the thrill of flying over the Golden Gate Bridge. Ooh. So, I'm guessing it's dark outside at this point on the show. So, what are you really going to see in the dark? Maybe you see the city lights lit up and stuff. I mean, it's only like 15 to 20 minutes. Choreographed musical accompaniment and narration. Choice of morning and afternoon flights, pick up and drop off from selected San Francisco locations. What's included? San Francisco pickup, 15, 20 minute helicopter flight, in-flight tour narration... Uh, there's X's marked to grat gratuities, food and drinks, and souvenirs. So that must mean you don't get those. What to expect? That just sounds like fun. And Danny's got the money to do that. So, so Vicky's digging it. Like, ooh, impetuous Danny sounds so romantic. Of course, Kimmy's got to add in her two cents. She says she took a... Airplane ride or a helicopter ride um, after a luau in Hawaii. She says, if you've got a gut, here's the tip. If you've got a gut full of roast pig, bring an airsick bag. Ew. I think if you've just eaten, you're not going to want to go on a plane ride. You're not going to want to go on an airplane ride. Uh, my coworker actually, um, when he was down in Florida, actually went on a helicopter ride. I think it was like a 5-10 minute helicopter ride, but it, it was pretty cool. Well, that took all the love out of the uh, out, out of that as they look at Kemi like, why are you still here? You're making me uncomfortable. You're you're stomping out our romantic vibes with your gross vomit story. So now we cut to the doorway of DJ's bedroom as Stephanie is coming in, and DJ is. Looking absolutely gorgeous in her outfit. It's a green plaid blazer and skirt. It's really, really pretty. I gotta say, honestly, whoever decorated DJ's bedroom, it, it, this is gorgeous. It's like peach and lavender colors. And also, we have this, um, like, peach salmon colored, um, vase with like these peach purple like um they're almost like um like rods you know how they'd have like the little um what do they call those things the little fuzzy like oh I can't think of them the 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 brown things that are on the like the green stalks I can't think of them to save my life I'm not sure but it's just it's really pretty 
Like, all of the stuff. She's got lavender-colored um, closet doors. Even the poster with the whale tail. It's bordered in lavender, and it's got, like, a sunset on the water background. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. I see she's got her pillow person in the back there. So I think, in a way, Stephanie is kind of wanting to warn, or at least let... DJ know what's up. Like, oh, you got a big date tonight with Steve. Or you got big plans. And that's where DJ's like, yeah, well, Steve and I are going out for our six-month anniversary. Wow, Deej. You really look grown up. So, you trying to get into an R-rated movie? <laughs> Steve is taking me out for our six-month anniversary, but he won't tell me where. Uh, wait a minute. Is that all you've got planned for tonight? Yeah, Why? Well, I think you should know that Whoa! Somebody's dressed up for something special. Hey, Kimmy, did Steve tell you anything about tonight? I don't have a clue. That's for sure. <laughs> I can't believe Steve and I have been going out six months tonight. Amazing! Your anniversary and my 16th birthday falling on the same day. That day would be today. What a coincidence. Coincidence? I'd call it a bombshell. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> My parents wanted to fly me to Pittsburgh for WrestleMania 6, but I said no way. I knew my best friend would be planning the greatest night of my life. Does she know you or what? <laughs> well, I can see I'm way underdressed, so I'll go home and change. Oh, don't worry. When I come back, I promise I'll act surprised. Me too. Thanks, Deej. Oh, no. I forgot the most important day of my best friend's life. This is horrible. She's never going to set foot in this house again. And the horrible part would be... <laughs> I blew it. What am I going to do? So, DJ breaks into Steve that... Today is Kimmy's birthday, and he's got to help them. And he tells her how tonight was going to be really special. He's going to, like, take her on a ferry ride across the bay. Dinner for two in Sausalito. Holding hands and walking on the beach. That is one of the most cliched romantic outings I have ever heard in my life. I've never done it. It just, I mean, to me it doesn't sound that appealing. But, I mean, maybe it is to other people. But, you know, when everyone's ta always talks about the perfect date, they always bring up walking hand-in-hand hand on the beach. And DJ's about to just say, forget Kimmy, forget the party. Okay, Kim, uh, Stephanie, you can handle all this, can't you? And Stephanie's like, uh, no. You gotta send to us, into this. You are gonna ride it out to the end. We had to give up a drive-in movie, a helicopter ride, working on a popstick house, all this stuff, just so you could throw Kimmy a sad sack attempt at a birthday party. It's just, ugh. So, uh, Stephanie drags Kimmy, or, why do I keep saying Kimmy? Stephanie drags DJ away to help Blake work on this hash brown cake. Michelle comes up behind Steve, who's holding flowers for DJ. She takes him and says, hey, we could definitely use this. 
And Steve's kind of left like, wait, that's my, I, uh, okay. Comet looks so depressed. He's got, they're making hats out of comic strip newspaper. And Comet just looks, his looks like a little Dutch girl version of um, a hat. And he just looks so sad. Like, why are you uh, doing this to me? Even um, in the season five finale where DJ goes to Spain for the summer and she's trying to convince Danny to let her go, she puts a sombrero, not a sombrero, but like a really, like, it's a black hat with little dangly things. And Danny, of course, is like, why is the dog wearing a hat? And the dog just, he just looks so sad. Like, why am I wearing this? Any chance they get to dress up Comet, they take it. And we got Vicky and Danny dressing the house up in toilet paper. We got a big Thanksgiving turkey picture that's hanging on the banister. Or hanging on the stairs. They got a Valentine's Day. They got Thanksgiving. They got Halloween. They got all the holidays represented. Most likely even... Go- oh, there's a little Christmas tree in the background. And she's like, alright, Kimmy's coming off the walkway. Everyone, put on your hats. And they're like, ugh. Like, please put your hats on. We have to keep up the charade that we planned this months in advance and not within 20 minutes. I'm going to play this clip here as Kimmy comes in. <laughs> oh boy, it sure is dark in here. I wonder why. See, Kimmy, your birthday is not not just a, a regular birthday. It's a it's a national holiday. <laughs> Toilet paper. How creative. Oh yeah, two ply. Oh, the best for you, Kimmy. <laughs> um, by the way, we're all out upstairs. This is great, Deech. But where's all our friends? Oh well, um, I thought it would be much more special to just have the people who really care about you. <laughs> Do I feel a group hug coming on? <laughs> oh, cake's ready. Wait a minute, Vicky. I'll help. You baked a cake for me? Baked, defrosted, whatever. So everyone puts on the hats, and a DJ turns the lights off. Of course, when the lights go on... Kimmy's like, oh, wow, it's dark in here. I wonder why. And then she's like, oh, nice hat, Deej. And DJ looks around, notices everyone else, even Comet's taken off his hat. So on the door, it's a double door, we get one side that's got a pumpkin and the other side's got like a little mini Christmas wreath. And Kimmy is just like surprised, like what? She doesn't, does she even notice the toilet paper streamers? <laughs> she's like, you did all this for moi? 
I love how she's like, and Comet, you came too. All these years I thought you hated me. And of course, Stephanie's like, well, no, that was actually me. Like, okay. <laughs> Dang, girl. So Kimmy turns to Vicky like, Vicky, that's why you came in for my 16th birthday. And boy, oh boy, does Vicky flub. He's like, would I miss a 16th birthday of a Miss Kimmy Gilbert? And Kimmy just looks at her and it's like, Gibbler. Like, and of course, Vicky's like, sorry, jet lag. Yeah, that from Chicago to San Francisco, yeah. And Kimmy is kind of looking around like, wow, this is some surprise. And Becky's like, yeah, you're telling us. <laughs> they even get the happy, oh, it says happy new year. I thought it was happy birthday, but no, it's happy new year. When I cover the new year episode for, uh, I think it's in season four. When I cover that for new year's, I'm also going to do the Fuller House one also for New Year's Eve as well. So, yeah. So she finally acknowledges what's with all the Halloween and Christmas decorations. And they're like, well, actually, your birthday isn't just a birthday. It's like a national holiday. Oh, she does notice a toilet paper. Like, oh, toilet paper. How creative. And Danny stands up. He's got a little left on his hand rolled up. He's like, oh, yeah, Tupac. Only the best for you, Kimmy. And, of course, Joey's like, oh, by the way, we're all out upstairs. And I want to, I'm going to put this little bit here on to Instagram and the Facebook page and Twitter because it, it looks like Gail Edwards, who plays Vicki Larson, breaks character for a split second when Joey's like, oh, by the way, we're all out upstairs. So Danny just gives Joey the little bit that he's got left on his hand. I swear that family does not buy stock and toilet paper. I go through a lot of toilet paper. That's just me, though. And Kimmy's like, well, where's all our friends? And I'm thinking, well, that was really refreshing. She only had you for a friend, Kimmy. Um, but, uh, yeah, where's Kathy Santoni getting ready to start that spin the bottle? Get uh, yeah, that's gross. Uh, <laughs> that would be a little weird. Um, but DJ kind of saves face there by saying, I just thought instead of having all our friends here, that you could just spend it, your birthday with those that really care about you. Hence... Your parents aren't here. They left without you to go see WrestleMania 6. Maybe that... Well, I don't know. Kimmy's parents, we've seen over the seasons that they are quite neglectful of Kimmy. The odds of her or them making her like a birthday breakfast and stuff like that is... I, uh, I don't think so. I mean, but the fact that they were even going to fly her to WrestleMania 6 just surprises me because they seem to never want anything to do with their child. But they did take her to Hawaii for a luau. And Kimmy's like, spreads her arms out like, oh, do I feel a group hug coming on? And Kim uh, DJ goes and hugs Kimmy and then she's kind of behind her back kind of like with her hand like, come on, everybody get in here. And you see everyone just kind of like patting the air like Jesse and Vicky and Becky and Joey, who are behind the couch there, they're all like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hear the beep go off. Comet goes into the kitchen, probably called by the trainer offset. And gotta get that hash brown cake with a giant white candle sticking out of it. They don't have any birthday candles at all. I use the numbered ones. So I'm the last in my family to have a birthday. And when I say my family right now, I mean my husband, my cat who just had a birthday like less than a week ago. Also, yeah, 
So basically how it goes, it's Liesl, which I brought her home January 5th, so I called that her birthday because I don't know when she was actually born. So she'll have a birthday in 2020, and London's birthday is February 1st, then Jeremy's, then Quinn's, then mine. And Kimmy is just like, wow, you baked a cake for me? And, of course, Stephanie's like, baked, defrosted, whatever. Of course, Michelle stands up like, that's not all, we even got you presents. Presents. And Jesse is like, yeah, and you're not an easy person to shop for, young lady. So I'm going to play this clip as they give her <coughs> these half-hearted, half-attempted pity gifts. Got you presents. Yeah, you're not an easy person to shop for, young lady. Mean woman. <laughs> uh, well, sit down, Kimmy. And happy... Close your eyes. Happy birthday. There you go. See? Wow. A half bottle of perfume. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the darn stuff's so expensive, they, they only sell it by the half bottle. Hey, that's my... favorite perfume. Boy, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Do. Thanks. A video. Sticks and bones, hockey's greatest fights. Thanks. You're welcome. Just uh, have it back by seven, or they charge you for an extra day. Wow! Some sticks glued together. I'm so happy, I don't even care that this is worthless. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. And last but not least... Deej, they're beautiful. And there's a note. <laughs> there is. <laughs> I'm crazy about you sugar lips. Sugar lips? <laughs> sugar lips? <laughs> yeah, um, Kimmy, don't you remember when we were 11 and you ate that powdered donut and got sugar all over your lips? No. <laughs> well, you did, and I always meant to call you sugar lips. <laughs> Deej, that is so sweet and weird. <laughs> Happy birthday! Here you go, Kimmy, a hash brown potato cake. <laughs> With my own special ketchup frosting. <laughs> you made a cake out of my favorite breakfast side dish. I'm gonna cry. So do you guys do that when, with a loved one when you give them a gift? Do you tell them to close their eyes? I do that to Jeremy all the time. I'm like, here, close your eyes, though. And then I'm like, here, put your hand out. And he'll put his hand, like, way out, like, to the... <laughs> like, I'll have to, like, guide his hand back, like, and put it in his hand. Or I'll say, here, let me take your hand and put it in this bag so you can pull out what I've gotten you. <laughs> so let's go through Kimmy, Kimmy's uh, gifts. Well, and Jesse, I like that he is kind of correcting Michelle when she's like, oh, you mean rummage. And he's like, tss, tss, tss. so the first gift that Kimmy opens is a bottle of perfume. And of course, it's Becky's perfume. And it's the type of, this is a giant glass bottle, which looks like it cost over $100. And it's like, it almost looks like an old-fashioned type antique that you would find, like, in the 1930s or something. It's got, like, the the blood pressure pump type um, spray thing on it. And also, 
right away, Becky's like, hey, that's my... And and Jesse... And she quickly changes, like, oh, uh... Uh, my favorite bottle of perfume. I hope you like it as much as I did. I, I mean, do. So, they're definitely saving face here. The next one, Kimmy opens. Mind you, it's all wrapped in, like, either aluminum foil or it's wrapped in newspaper. Because they have plenty to go around. <laughs> it's hockey and bones, or uh, sticks and bones, hockey's greatest fights. And Joey, of course, mentions, like, oh, have it back by seven, or they charge you for an extra day. It's just a movie that he had around the house. I never rented a movie that had, like, the cover on it. Usually it's going to be in a black protective case, or a, you know, it's going to have the video store's logo. Same with, like, Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. By the time I actually worked at Hollywood Video, they still had VHSs, but they did not have a humongous selection. They were pretty much more into the DVDs. Let me tell you, doing inventory at the video store at Hollywood Video was horrendous. You start, you can't start until the store actually closes at midnight, and then you're there until you get done. It's just like, ugh, and you gotta go with a beeper. Like a little scan thing and scan every single barcode. It, I mean, you have like maybe four or five people doing different sections of a store. When I did that at Blockbuster, it was the DVDs. But it's like you came in at like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I thought my schedule said like 6 a.m. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. And then I, I was told later on, you have to stay until it's done. I just thought, but my schedule said I get out at 6. I'm like... That was exhausting. I just remember that night trying to, like, I should get some sleep, but I can't sleep because this isn't my normal sleep time. Ugh. So, he hands her the present. Jesse hands her the present that's got aluminum foil and a red bow on the top. And it's that popstick fence that Michelle and he had glued together. It's like, wow! Some sticks glued together. I'm so happy that. I don't care that this is worthless. Of course, Michelle's like, I'm glad you like it. Your effort could have been put into that. I swear, there's like 30 sticks there. You could have made that a popstick outhouse or a little shanty shack. All you gotta do is represent... There's enough there to make four corners. I mean, if I were like the honeybee like person in charge, I'd be like, no... Here's a store, they sell these things where you, you know, and those are sticky, they're stained in red and purple and yellow and orange. It's just gross. Hey, let's talk about Kimmy's outfit here, because it's really, I like, like, this, this fake fur feather, like, lining that lines the top of the dress. It's, you know, shoulderless. It's got this, like, leopard cheetah print in blue. It's also got a fuchsia pink to it and some yellow. And I love how she's got her hair, like, in a top ponytail where it's all kind of like... You've seen Becky wear something like that similar hairstyle as well. And it's just really beautiful. I really, really like it. Her, she's got a blue um, scrunchie thing kind of. You know, but it goes with the outfit. And of course, last but not least, as DJ pulls off the newspaper and gives her a bouquet of... Uh, the flowers look okay. There might be a tiger lily in there and a couple others, but it's not... 
is not that impressive. And again, maybe Steve knows the type of flowers that DJ likes, or maybe DJ doesn't even have a preference. And there is a card, because originally, of course, Steve was going to give those flowers to DJ. Steve's outfit, by the way, is really nice. It's like a tan jacket and he's wearing like a turquoise Native American bolo tie. It's really, it's cute. Someone would even refer to it as like a Aztec theme. My, um, my grandma, my mom's mom, who has passed away, um, she was into collecting, you know, that jewelry. She, I think she had a bit of Native American in her. And uh, she had, like, the turquoise, you know, jewelry rings and everything. I was never really big on that. But I, I remember she wore a lot of that stuff. Kimmy reads the card. I'm crazy about you sugar lips. And it's like, oh. And even she's like, sugar lips? What? And they're, Kimmy and DJ are friends. In no way would, Kim, would DJ ever refer to Kimmy as sugar lips. But DJ is quick on her feet. Like, hey, remember when we were 11 and you ate that powdered donut and you got sugar all over your lips? And, of course, Kimmy is like, no. But Kim, uh, DJ's like, well, you did. And I've always meant to call you sugar lips. Of course, sugar lips does not get past Danny's. Like, sugar lips? Like, whoa. Yeah, well, it's not like he called her something else. And of course, D, uh, why am I, Kimmy is like, wow, Deej, that's so sweet and weird. <laughs> like, she even is like, yeah, that, oh, that story really didn't, uh, help. Vicky and Stephanie come through the kitchen into the living room with the casserole dish with the hash brown potato cake and Stephanie's own ketchup frosting. And they got this giant candle, this huge candle that would probably be something you would see at a dinner table if you want to have like a romantic, but it, this thing is humongous. It's like six inches long, like that of a sub. Forget six inches, it looks like it could even be a foot. He's like, oh, you made a cake out of my favorite breakfast side dish. I'm gonna cry. As... Joey grabs a little bit of the um, toilet paper streamer and hands it to Kimmy. And Kimmy thanks everybody. And of course, Steve has to open his big dumb mouth and ruin it for everybody. Steve. Boo. Thanks, everybody. Hey, hey, DJ deserves all the credit. Who else could have thrown all this together in 15 minutes? <laughs> oh, Not, not that she did, but um, let's let's say she ever forgot your birthday and um, only had 15 minutes. She could have thrown this together. Nice save. Not. <laughs> now I get it. This was a mercy party. We never planned anything. You forgot my birthday, didn't you? Kimmy, I... Thanks, everybody. At least you tried. It's nice to know you all care about me, even though my best friend doesn't. Kimmy, I'm sorry. Forget it. Don't you and your boyfriend have an anniversary to celebrate? I don't understand why you're so jealous of Steve. 
You think I'm jealous? You don't know me at all. So, Kimmy thanks everyone, and Steve's like, oh, he puts his armor on DJ. Well, actually, really, you should thank DJ, because who else would have thrown this together in 15 minutes? And the thing, you see that realization dawn on Kimmy's face, and I think what even is a big kicker is the fact that all of this is coming from Steve, from the guy that is kind of honing in on DJ and Kimmy's friendship. So, I mean, think about it. This guy is breaking this news to Kimmy. This guy who maybe DJ, I mean, Kimmy, she thinks Steve is cool, but we do address the fact that, and she does address the fact that, you know, DJ and Steve have been spending all this time together, and Kimmy, bravo, bravo to Andrea Barber. It's like, we get to see, we've seen her be goofy, but we have not seen the side where Kimmy is really hurt. And the fact that Steve is not only, you know, blowing the cover on this, he's putting his foot in his mouth. It's like, you need to shut up, Steve. He's like, let's just say that she forgot your birthday. I mean, who else would have been able, if she had 15 minutes, she'd be able to pull this off. And just the, and I'm just looking at Kimmy's face. And she's just looking at Steve. Like, what the heck? think about it if your best friend did this and then her boyfriend who she's only been with for you know six months started saying oh by the way she forgot your birthday <laughs> because she and I were going to go out and she totally forgot your birthday wouldn't that hurt like a kick to the stomach this my heart breaks for Kimmy it really really does and she turns to the family and was looking at them like oh I get it so this is a mercy party. And then she looks at DJ and says, You didn't remember my birthday at all. You forgot it. You look at, I mean, Kimmy's face, you can see it's like she's swallowing, trying to swallow that lump in her throat. Like, she is really, just really close to tears. And she looks at DJ like, You never planned anything. You forgot my birthday. And that violin comes in right at that moment. And your heartstrings are... I mean, I know my heartstrings are being tugged right now. And I am getting a little choked up. She looks at the family like, hey, at least you guys tried. And then she turns to DJ and says, it's nice to know that you all care about me, even though my best friend doesn't. So Kimmy runs through the door. DJ chases after her. DJ's apologizing. Look, I'm sorry. And... Kimmy, like, comes right after, like, forget it. Don't you and your boyfriend have an anniversary to celebrate? And she heads for the door. And right away, this is a low blow for DJ. She says, I don't get why you're so jealous of Steve. And I'm thinking, like, my gosh. You're kicking this poor girl while she's down. And she turns in the doorway, Kimmy does, looks at DJ and says, you think I'm jealous of your boyfriend? You don't know me at all. I mean, my heart breaks for Kimmy. It really, really does. And I will be the first to admit that, yes, when Jeremy and I did start dating, 
I wasn't seeing my two best friends at the time. I mean, I still talk to them on occasion now, but we're not close like we used to be. And that just sometimes that happens. But, um, and I did get kind of backlash for them in email form just saying like, hey, since you've been dating Jeremy, you don't have time to hang out with us anymore. And I think in a way, and I've said this before, is I grew up, like, I left my goofy childhood self behind when I met Jeremy. And I, the only way... He's not going to like who I was before. And I know parts of that still come out on occasion and stuff like that. But it's like, Jeremy's older. And if I want to, you know, you got to kind of, you know, and I was out of high school at that point. I can't, you know, I couldn't afford to be a goofy dum-dum who's being impulsive and stupid all the time. So, but, you know, just, just make time for your friends. Don't, don't shut them out when you get, you know, a new boyfriend or girlfriend. Do they have kind of air conditioning on the set there? Because I'm just kind of watching, like, the feather fibers of Kimmy's outfit kind of, like, rustle here and there. Almost like there is, pro there probably is air conditioning. And I'm just kind of watching them kind of, like, you know, move around like there's, like, a fan or something offset to kind of, you know, with all those lights, it's got to be hot. So they got to have something there to keep the actors from, you know, passing out. Okay, and what DJ says as Kimmy walks away after, hey, forget it, don't you and your boyfriend have an anniversary to celebrate, DJ's like, I don't understand why you're so jealous of Steve. And that was a low blow, DJ. You did not have to say that. So I'm going to play this clip as Danny comes in here and DJ's like, she left. Can you believe that she left? I'd be like, I would have. I mean, and he's like, can you blame her? And DJ tells him like, well, there's no law that says you have to throw your friend a birthday party. I'm like, no, DJ, there isn't a law. But the least you could do is at least acknowledge Write it on a calendar. I know you didn't have a cell phone, so you couldn't exactly write yourself a little note or a reminder. But, come on. And they've been friends for six years. You can't be so wrapped up in your life with your boyfriend that you're going to forget a birthday. If it happens every single year. So I'm going to play this clip. Because Danny does kind of set DJ straight. It's like, you have been dating Steve for six months. But you and Kimmy have been friends for six years. I get that you have a boyfriend. But don't don't shut out your friends. And he also brings up the reference of Jesse and Joey. Like, they're my friends. And they dropped everything to come in here and raise you girls. With me. Or for me. She left. Can you blame her? I apologize. I mean, there's no law that says you have to throw your friend a birthday party. Deej, it's, it's not just about a birthday party. <laughs> you know, since Steve's been your boyfriend, I, I think Kimmy's been left out. You've been dating Steve for six months, but you've been friends with Kimmy for six years. Seven. I think you're still blocking out 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Deej, in life, if you're lucky, you wind up with a few really good friends. And for some reason, beyond my realm of understanding, Kimmy is yours. <laughs> Just like 
Joey and Jesse are mine. And with friends, you really have to come through for them. I mean, when I needed Joey and Jesse to raise you three girls, they were here in a second. Of course, they didn't know a diaper from a dinner napkin, which made for some pretty interesting meals. <laughs> but they were here. And I'd have been there for them. And uh, you ought to be there for Kimmy. I'll go next door and talk to her. That's my girl. Okay, you go talk to Kimmy, and I'll go talk to Steve. Sugar lips. <laughs> I gotta say, I think that DJ is being a smidge. I could use the word selfish. I mean, yeah, she's right. There is no law that says you have to throw your friend a birthday party. And she says she, she apologized and everything like that. I'm like, yeah, but think about it. Your boyfriend, the one you're spending all your time with, you're kind of ignoring your friend, was the one to drop the bomb that you had forgotten her birthday. How do you think that makes her feel? And then you accuse her of being jealous of her boyfriend? Of your boyfriend? My goodness. And I get that Steve, you know, he's in, he's new on the show. He's, you know, she's in a relationship. Six months is, is, is a good, pretty good, decent amount of time. But this show, and Danny even calls out on several points. It's like, sweetie, you are very wrapped up in Steve. And she do, he does say, it's like, Steve can be a part of your life, but he does not need to be the central focus of your entire life. And I like how Danny does talk to her and says, since Steve's been your boyfriend, you know, it's more than just a birthday party. Think about it. Since he's been your boyfriend, I think Kimmy has been feeling left out. And I know that Danny just, you know, they always make fun of Kimmy and they joke and everything and they, you know, they don't. But this is, a, he's really, he's sticking up for Kimmy. He, he really is. And he mentions how, you know, Jesse and Joey, when I needed them to come in here and raise you girls, they were here like that. And I would have done the same for them. And he's like, yeah, you've been dating Steve for six months, but you've been friends with Kimmy for six years. And DJ corrects him with, well, actually, it's seven years. You're blocking out 1989. And I like how he sits down on DJ's level there so, he, you know, he can make eye contact with her. And he says, Deej, look, in life, if you're lucky, you wind up with a few really good friends in life that will drop everything at the beat of a hat, uh, at the drop of a hat to help you out. There's a country song. I'm going to look up the lyrics because it's, it's definitely, it's a good song and it really talks about friends and everything. So this song is called Find Out Who Your Friends Are. So this song is by... Tim McGraw, but it also says Tracy Lawrence. So here's some of the lyrics. Run your car off the side of the road. Get stuck in a ditch way out in the middle of nowhere. Get yourself in a bind. Lose the shirt off your back. Need a floor. Need a couch. Need a bus fare. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the cream is going to rise. This is what you really didn't know. This is where the truth don't lie. You find out who your friends are. Somebody's going to drop everything, run out and crank up their car. Hit the gas, get there fast. Never stop to think what's in it for me or it's way too far. They just show up on up with their big old heart. You find out who your friends are. Everybody wants to slap your back, wants to shake your hand when you're up on top of that mountain. But let one of those rocks give way. Then you slide back down, look up, and see who's around then. So, yeah. 
This ain't where the road comes to an end. This ain't where the bandwagon stops. This is just one of those times when a lot of folks jump off. So it's really thinking, you know, about those friends. Like, your car runs out of gas. You're in the middle of nowhere. Or you have a flat and you don't have a spare. You call up a friend. That friend's not going to say... I'm sorry, I'm busy. I just sat down to dinner with my family. That friend's not going to say, well, I'm st- stuck here at work. I can't really get out. They're going to they're gonna go that extra mile for you. They're going to say, look, my friend's in a jam. I will be back shortly. I got to help them out. And, and even it's, it's also talking about those friends like, yeah, when things are going good for you, they're going to be there to shake your hand like, hey, congratulations, way to go. But then again, if something happens and you're having a problem, like you need to get somewhere right away and or or what have you, they're going to be there to help you out. No questions asked. They don't want anything in return. They'll give you the shirt off their back. You've heard that expression. You'll, they'll give your, you their last 20 and don't expect you to pay them back. Those are the friends that are going to be there when you need them. The ones, of course, that will be there to congratulate you when you get a job promotion, when you buy your first house and everything like that. And then you don't hear from them for like six months or whatever and you kind of, you know, move on. Those are the friends that probably more than likely aren't going. They're the ones that will celebrate the good times, but when you're in a jam, they're like, well, I'm doing this. Or I'm sorry, I can't do this because I'm here or something to that effect. I actually had um a friend who had a car and I gave them that my spare tire. I never got it back. I don't even think that I heard from my dad on that one when we went to sell the car and stuff like that. But just yeah, it's it's a great song and it really it really I think it applies here. So DJ decides, I will talk to Kimmy. Danny says, I will talk to Steve. And Cugs, DJ calls her Sugar Lips. And DJ just rolls her eyes like, I'm never going to hear the end of that. Steve. I mean, if you think about it, Jesse was just the brother-in-law to Danny until he moved into that house. And he started, like, helping out and, like, becoming part of the family. Then they grew as friends. They may not always see eye to eye. And even the same with Joey and stuff like that. Danny is always the one to give, you know, his last $800 to Joey to fix his car. Or or, or whatever. And Joey, you know, convenient for him, he moved in there because he really ran out of clean clothes that day. And, um... He needed a place to stay, but, you know, those are the ones definitely are keepers that will drop everything and they will move in to help you out. Granted, if Jesse were already married with kids of his own, I don't really know how that would have worked out. But anyway, now we get a shot from, we're outside of the backyard, we get a shot of the kitchen window, the same one that Stephanie drove through in, I believe, season three. DJ walks out to find Kimmy just sitting on um, a patio uh, bent, or um, couch outside. Because DJ's just playing like she's probably home. I'll just go check on her and, you know, talk, we'll work this out. And she's like, what are you still doing here? You're here. You haven't left. And Kimmy's probably been out there bawling her eyes out. 
And she's like, well, my parents expect you to be throwing me a party. I look like a dork coming in at 8.30. And the way can't, DJ says, what are you doing here? And D, and, ugh, my goodness. Guys, I am sorry. I just don't know why I can't keep their name straight. Kimmy is not even looking at DJ. She is more looking towards the fence line of her house. She's so upset and angry she can't even bother to look at DJ. But the way that DJ is like, what are you doing here? Like, why haven't you left? Like, jeez. DJ is harsh in this episode. If I had an award to give to, like, the jerk of the episode, I, I gotta give it to DJ. Because this is just... You've already kicked her while she's down. You've thrown a crappy half-attempt... At a lame birthday. Because you forgot. You accused her of being jealous of her boyfriend. Now you're like, what are you still doing in my backyard? Why aren't you at your house? I was going to go to your house. But then again, if you think about it. <laughs> although Kimmy's parents are home. Who's to say that if Kimmy had gone home, that she would even let you in? Or even come to the door to talk to you? I'm going to play this clip. What are you doing here? Well, I can't go home. My parents think you're throwing me a party. I'd look like a dork coming in at 8.30. Kimmy, I'm really sorry I forgot your birthday. It was a lousy thing to do, and I'll never forgive myself for hurting your feelings. Never? Never. Will it eat at you till you're tormented night and day like my dad after a batch of bad clams? <laughs> Come on, Kimmy, don't put me through this. You put me through the most humiliating night of my life. You forgot my birthday. And you accused me of being jealous of your boyfriend. I should have never said that. That really hurt. Because I'm not jealous. Steve's a great guy and I'm happy for you. I just miss you. like you have a new best friend. Kimmy, you're my best friend. And you always will be. Th there are so many things I can do with you that I could never do with Steve. Like what? Like, talk about Steve. <laughs> Steve and I can't go through each other's closets. He has nothing in my size. <laughs> No one could take your place. I guess I am one of a kind. <laughs> Kimmy, you and I have been best friends since the day you moved next door. I want to stay best friends forever. You mean it? Thanks, Deej. Hey, how about next Friday night? Just you and me. We'll go out for your birthday. Sounds great. Do you want to go back to the party? You think there's any hash brown cake left? <laughs> oh, I can pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, these episodes, guys, you know, they put in that violin music, and I... I start to cry a little. This is... It's a happy sad. It really, really is. We've seen episodes where Kimmy and DJ 
Tanner versus Gibbler. That's one where they're like, they kind of like, that's it. We're not friends anymore. Um, there's another one, Good News, Bad News, where DJ is the editor of the school paper and Kimmy wants, uh, writes for the sports section, does a crappy job, and DJ fires her and that's it. Like, we're not friends anymore. There's this episode, and then I think there is one more. It's the um, season 8 episode where Kimmy does get drunk at a college frat party. And that is also the episode where they reveal that Pam Tanner, Danny's wife and the girls' mother, was killed by a drunk driver. For the longest time, we had known that she had passed away from a car accident. We didn't know how exactly... But, interesting, oh my gosh, I just thought of this. Think about this, right? She was killed by a drunk driver. There's another show, 90 show, took place in San Francisco where two parents were killed by a drunk driver. Party of five. Wouldn't it be interesting, what if that were the same guy who killed the Salinger kid's parents killed Pam Tanner? No, that wouldn't have worked because she would have been killed in 87. And then, of course, the Salinger parents were killed in 94. So, could be some similar... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So, DJ does sit down and apologize and says, Look, Kimmy, I'm sorry I forgot your birthday. It's gonna bother me for a long time. I'll never forgive myself. And Kimmy is like, Never. Well, it, it haunts you day and night like my dad after a, ba- a batch of bad clams. Like, she's thinking, like, she wants DJ to feel utterly horrible. Like, vomiting into a toilet all night long horrible. The point where you have stomach cramps, you're sweating, you're crying, all that stuff. Which is understandable because Kimmy's like, you just put me through the most embarrassing moment of my life. And then on top of it, you accuse me of being jealous of your boyfriend. And she stands up and she kind of, you know, turns away from DJ and says, you know, I'm not jealous. And then she faces DJ and says, I'm really happy for, Steve's a great guy and I'm happy for you. And she's like, I just, I feel like I'm losing my best friend. And guys, think about it. It's always been DJ and Kimmy. Since season one, it's been the DJ and Kimmy duo. Now we enter in Steve, and now Kimmy is left feeling like a third wheel. Yeah, she's in the mix with DJ and Steve, but she's always like an afterthought, or she's just kind of hanging on the edge there. And she's like, I feel like I'm losing, like you have a whole new, a new best friend. And just as she's saying that, I'm just thinking about it, it's like, yeah. That, I mean, even though DJ does make a little time for Kimmy, Steve is always there. He is always there in the mix. Whether they're in their room, her room studying, whether they're coming in the door from school, all of that. And Kimmy probably feels like she's being a little replaced. And she's like, it's like you have a new best friend. And... DJ reassures her, like, no, Kimmy, you're my best friend. There are things I can do with you that I can never do with Steve. And Kimmy's like, like what? And DJ's first example is, well, like, talk about Steve. 
And we can't go through each other's closets. I mean, he's got nothing in my size. And I like how she says, like, Kimmy, nobody could replace you. You are. And I love Kimmy's response with, well, I am one of a kind, aren't I? And I like how DJ does make it up to Kimmy. Like, hey, next weekend, you and I, we're going out for your birthday. Like, spend a whole day just doing fun things. Going to the mall, taking her out to dinner. Just go into a movie together. Just the two of you. And it's just... Maybe not talk about Steve that day, too, would probably help. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just make it a DJ and Kimmy day. And she's like, hey, you want to go back to the party? And Kimmy's like, yeah, do you think there's any uh, hash brown cake left? And DJ's like, oh, I can definitely... I bet there is. I bet it has not even been touched. Well, after... Well, oh, I also want to bring up the fact that after... DJ or Kimmy brings up the story about her dad with a batch of bad clams tormenting him night and day. DJ says, Kimmy, don't put me through this. And Kimmy is like, how about what you put me through? You put me through the most humiliating night of my life. And yeah, think of how embarrassed she is. She's accepting these gifts, which she knows are really crappy. And the decorations and everything. And the toilet paper. It's like, yeah, this is like a last second, probably took 15 minutes or less to get all this stuff, like, put up together and everything like that. But the fact that they even did anything, she kind of overlooked it. Even with that, like, row of popsticks. She's like, I'm so happy right now, I don't care that this is worthless. Just the fact that you even thought to do this. Oh, God, now I'm crying again. <laughs> and she, when Kimmy says, and you accuse me of being jealous of your boyfriend. And DJ gets up and goes over to her and says, I never should have said that. And Kimmy, and she's, that music just pumps in. And when she says, that really hurt. And Andrea Barber is bringing on the tears. You may not see them, but you hear it in her voice. She's like, I'm not jealous. Steve's a great guy and I'm happy for you. See, I'm getting worked up right now. Is can you can you imagine being in Kimmy's shoes, where you, your friend like throws a half-hearted attempt at a birthday party, even though they forgot, and then accuses you of being jealous? Like, why are you so jealous of my boyfriend? And this and that. It just it's like her nights was embarrassing enough, but to throw that in there, it's just. Oh my goodness. Feel for you, Kimmy. I want to give her a hug. I really do. And you don't see this side of Kimmy. This is probably, if you think about it, the first time we see this. I think the only other time we really see this on Full House is when Jesse opens the, reopens the Smash Club and he and Kimmy are locked in that storage room with all the supplies and everything. And Jessie was kind of making fun of the fact that Kimmy, like, dressed up her black, you know, vest uniform, you know, putting, like, uh, multicolored hearts on it and everything. And she says, I spend a lot of time on this. You really hurt my feelings. And Jesse, of course, you know, sees the error of his ways. And he's like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I've just been frustrated. I didn't mean to. And I like Jesse in this moment because he is taking care with making sure that people aren't blowing this. Like Michelle, like, oh, you mean rummage. 
when he when Jesse's like, well, we didn't have a lot of time to shop for you. Like you're a hard person to shop for, and Michelle's like, you mean rubbish? And with Jess, uh, Becky with the perfume, like, hey, that's my. And I was like, oh, all right, sorry. And I think I'm gonna talk about my one birthday. I think I. 18, 18, I did, I, um, I was going to be starting my senior year of high school. My dad took my car keys away because I didn't have a job anymore. And I was just upset. It's like, it's my birthday. I was planning to go to my friend's house and hang out with him and everything like that. I'm like, but it's my birthday. Uh, I think when I turned 19, um, we had a little birthday at the farm, you know, my grandparents' house. And my dad had come in from work in the field, and he was just really PO'd. He was angry. And he and my he actually raised his voice to my grandma. My grandma actually got in his face, like, do not, don't you yell at me. And I just, I felt bad. And then grandpa, grandpa comes in from probably watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune on TV. He's like, oh, what are we celebrating? Like, And my friend was there, too. Um... And I'm sure he felt just as uncomfortable as I did. Because I was working at... Yeah, at that time I was working at... um, I was working at BK and everything. I had gotten my birthday off, so... But still, it's just... Uh, some birthday's good. So I can't even remember what I did for my 20th birthday. But yeah, my 16th birthday just had everyone come over to the house. Which usually that's not how my birthdays were. Usually it'd be like either at the farm or my Aunt Debbie's house. I think the last one I had there would have been when I was 10. Yeah, because Grandma and Debbie both made me birthday cakes. Of course, I have one of each because it's like, if I eat just one from one, somebody is going to get hurt. Their feelings are going to get hurt, so. A lot of the birthdays pretty much were just at the farm. I remember my first birthday, my um, 22nd birthday when I was my first birthday celebrating with um, Jeremy and he had got me um, Punky Brewster season one <laughs> on DVD and he kept pretending like it hadn't arrived yet and he had gotten his mom in on it and everything. I was getting so frustrated and worked up. <laughs> like no, he had actually gotten it like a week or so earlier and he was just like, he was just teasing me. <laughs> but yeah, everyone, that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This was really cute and fun. It just makes you think about how, you know, some birthdays are going to be good, some not so good. In August, I am going to cover some birthdays. Uh, Stephanie's birthday crushed. 13 Candles with DJ. Ramona's birthday from Fuller House. Yeah, so just since it's going to be my birthday, my birthday's next month. My gosh. And you know how these months have all been going by so fast. I mean, we are now, we have like six, I mean, if you count July, which Jeremy and I were talking about that last night, I don't really, like when I count months off, I don't count the month we're currently in. I was going like August, September, October, November, five months left, but since this <laughs> July, we are talking about it and, and last night, and Jeremy's like, uh, we've only been like five minutes into July 1st. You have to count the month. So yeah, six months from now, six and a half, we'll, we'll be right around Christmas time. Like, oh my goodness. This is cray cray. Flying by. So I'm guessing Fuller House, what I'm thinking is probably going to be 
either in December or January. Um, if you go on YouTube, uh, the Messet Twins who play Tommy, their mom has set up a YouTube channel. You get to see backstage stuff. Also, Andrea Barber. Subscribe to her because she has got also back behind the scenes stuff. And it's just really, really fun. It's really, really great. So, yeah, just in honor of, and I will be releasing this on, eh, on July 3rd for Andrea's birthday. So, um, I think I mentioned before, or one giveaway I would like to do once it's actually released is, um, I'm going to get one for my, and Andrea Barber's new memoir which comes out, like, I think it's right around or right after Thanksgiving. So I might do a giveaway with that and give away that on um, the Instagram page and stuff like that. So, you guys, uh, with the giveaways, they're absolutely free. You guys don't have to really do anything. Just, you know, it's not like donate to this cause or anything and you'll be entered into it. I don't, I don't do that just because that's just, seems like a lot, I mean... I, I fully support in my heart, you know, with diabetes and and cancer and, and lupus and everything like that. And when time comes, you know, I would love to donate money and stuff like that to those causes. But for now, it's just the giveaways. It's just I post them on Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter and stuff like that. And then if I'm like, if you would like to be entered to win, I'll just draw a name and, you know, that will be that. So, all right. Well, everyone have a wonderful wonderful holiday week. The 4th of July is going to be on Thursday. I'm going to be watching Stranger Things. And what's the temperature? It's so, whoa, 73. Whoa. So, all right. Have a great day, everybody. And later this week, I will be doing The House Meets the Mouse from season season six, the finales. I'm going to do them as two, like, two separate episodes because I just feel this one here alone is already looks like it's going to be bordering on two hours and I just there's so much stuff to cover in those episodes I don't want them to end up being over three hours long so yeah I release them separately like one like maybe um Friday and one Saturday so all right I'll be back later this week bye bye everybody